0: Welcome to Coffee, Beans, and Booze. I'm Jasmine. And I'm Shyla, And we're thriving in a small town. It's caffeinated, Jasmine, and drunk, Shiloh. It's time for coffee and booze. Clink!
1: Hey, Shiloh, how's it going? I'm doing pretty well. How are you? I'm doing great today. I am. The sun is out. I wouldn't mind if it was a little warmer, but beggars cannot be choosers. Yeah, you know, we're headed
0: there. It's good. We are. We are. How's your week been? It's been good. Yeah. 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 Nothing too exciting to report. Um, I did want to talk a little bit about uh, the Stacey Abrams um, there was a TED talk that I sent oh, to you. Yes, yes there yes, was yes. a piece of a TED talk that I sent to you. You did. And it like completely encapsulated my week this week. You were a little yeah. bit like uh enthralled by it, right? Right. <laughs> yes. Share with our clinkers a little bit yeah. about this, please. Because so, I can see why. Yeah, so she had a TED talk that I saw a part of. I didn't see all of it. Um and she had this little snippet, and I thought it was just it was it was something that I needed to hear because I feel this way sometimes, and I'm like, am I alone in this? You or a, like uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> so we're too often told that our mistakes are ours alone but victory is a shared benefit isn't that the truth Mm.
1: isn't that the truth you know it's funny because we've had this conversation about with our with with our kids and i think what we're really trying to say is we wish somebody would have said this to us which is that yeah you're gonna mess up and it's okay it's not it's not the mistake it's how you deal with it then and that's always what i kind of said to my kids like you're gonna mess up let it be in an environment that i've created for you that's okay or you know it's one of the reasons sure. that I, I say to college kids sometimes like you're gonna mess up between the ages of 18 and 22 we all have something it's the kind perfect of serious, opportunity right, here, right? so yeah. we try to create these environments that are okay and and i yeah. know we do this with our not-profit and i think you do as well and I, thankfully i work for an institution that does this really well too, but they create an environment where we can take some risk and we can have yeah. some mistakes. But you're right. Why does everybody want to go on our coattails when we're all celebratory <laughs> when, and grand, when it actually right? works
0: out, but when it doesn't, you know, yeah. who, who's, who's the person paying the consequences? But anyway. True so story. Just, yeah, I True thought that, story. Was, that was some good stuff. But yeah. as promised to our listeners, mm-hmm. we were going to do some personality tests and we Correct. have a big surprise for the end of the season. <gasps> we do. Yeah. We have a
1: guest who's going to comment yeah. and we we are excited for yeah. our listeners to yes. hear um, this person. It, yes, it's, yes,
0: we, we, can't, I we can't. reveal the identity Mm-mm, yet. Um, but this week we're going to talk about sixteen personalities, which mm-hmm. is kind of taken from Myers Briggs. Um, it's a you know kind of young sort of that same. It idea. pulls together those tenants, right? Yeah. Those ideas that yeah. we
1: all have strengths and we have weaknesses, and rather than fighting against them, right. it's really the strong leader that identifies what they are and makes the teams that work best together. Am I
0: allowed to say weaknesses anymore? I think it's opportunities. Oh, I'm sorry, strengths and opportunities. But I think there's more. I,
1: I think that there or you know what, I have weaknesses. Do you have weaknesses? Uh, of course, yeah. I have no problem telling but, you that I do. But don't. in interviews, <laughs> your oh. greatest
0: weakness is also your strength, Oh yeah, right? That's, do you know what yes. mine is? Okay, ask me
1: the question like we're on an okay. interview.
0: So what do you identify as your biggest weakness?
1: My biggest weakness would be that like I'm really a multitasker who just really likes to accomplish a lot, so I really have to just make sure I'm not overwhelming myself and those around me. Yes. Do you like that? That's I've been using good.
0: that for like 25 years. <laughs> Should I ask you the same? Um, I, It's pretty much the same. We've been pimping that out for a yeah. while, right? Okay. <laughs> so, much. okay. So I am an ENTJ. What yes. are you? I am an ENFP. Okay. And that makes me the, a campaigner. And I am a commander. I know you're surprised. <laughs> People are gonna think I'm
1: the biggest bitch ever. But you know, we talk about leadership when we talk about those things. Mm-hmm. And as the commander, I feel it's important to constantly check what makes me a good yeah, leader. So and not. Yeah. So can you scroll
0: down? Mm-hmm. So we're on our phones. Um, yeah. Can you scroll down to the part where it tells you what it is? Who? Well, no. Who? Who are other campaigners? Oh yes, yes. yes. I know
1: Steve Jobs is one. Um, okay. Mine.
0: Uh huh. Michael Scott on the office? Why am I not surprised at all? This explains a lot. Yeah, it does Have you had diversity day? <laughs> I hope not. Not in the same Good. way Michael Scott did. Thank, no, yes. thank goodness because
1: that would be some rough rough times there. That would absolutely. Gordon Ramsay. Oh, yeah. uh, Margaret Thatcher. Okay. Yeah, Roosevelt, nerds. Franklin D. Roosevelt,
0: Jim Carrey, yeah. Whoopi Goldberg. So this makes this yeah. makes some sense. Ellen, you know, Ellen is on mine. Kelly Clarkson. Clarkson. Oh, She's also a campaigner. I love Kelly Clarkson. Yeah, I mean these um, are probably like they didn't actually take the test. You don't, but they're yeah. like they're asserting that that person. My based on part what They don't. Is them, the yeah. fictional
1: characters. So oh, yeah. like Doctor Strange and Tony Soprano Doctor are on, on mine. Is yeah. It the,
0: is it the uh, Cumberbatch version of Doctor Strange? I that's hope so. The only one that, <laughs> that qualifies here.
1: I I hope so. How about you? You got any? fictional characters no but now? I
0: also have Piper Chapman from Orange is the mm-hmm. New Black um, I've been told that that's that's a likeness of mine yeah. let me see fictional characters uh, Carrie Bradshaw Willy Wonka oh, Willy Wonka <laughs> Willy Wonka <laughs> I like
1: it I like it so so, scroll back up here and, and let's share a little bit of the, the characteristics okay. that break yeah. this down here so what, what you got in your Ian something something so
0: it's extroverted intuitive feeling and perspecting. these people tend to embrace big ideas and actions that reflect their sense of hope and goodwill toward others their vibrant energy can flow in many directions. Oh. Well that makes sense. sense. It's about right. I'm buying this more than last week's
1: thing. <laughs> Star Although, Alignment beta. Wait a minute though. I have <laughs> oh, an update. Yeah, I do. totally texted. <laughs> you and I did a thing I never do which is I like took a picture on a down low of a situation but if you remember from last week clickers um, we had it said that in mine that when you go to a department store people stop you because they think you're in charge I yeah. had it happen in Ashley furniture no yes, lie I did. stopped my entire like purchase because someone stopped <laughs> me and said can you tell me about this table and I was, like, yes. I was like do work here Yeah. Uh, I was like no and then I took a picture down low and was like these women just asked me this and I made Mark be my witness yes it happened it's it
0: did true. happen yeah, so for so me, there was a little truth. The stars aligned. They did literally. They um, did. Um, but yeah. okay.
1: So, but I am the commander. An ENTJ is someone with extroverted, intuitive thinking and judging. And I, that's true. That's true. Like I'm a big like stop myself from judging or try to judge in the right way. But I am a judger. And that they are decisive people who love momentum and accomplishment. They gather information to construct their creative visions, but rarely hesitate for long before acting on them. Mm. I
0: think that's true, right? Yeah, Yeah, I mean, we talk about Mm -hmm. this, though, a lot in terms of, like... The procrastinator like the idea of like um, you know having to turn out things in, in mm-hmm. your vision and, and we talked about this with I had to write a case recently that I, I wrote in a very short amount mm-hmm. of time but uh, as you pointed out I had been writing it in my head yeah, for a, long for a very long time so you and I are kind of that those people that we de- we spend a lot of time editing in our own head mm-hmm. which actually is a good thing but the downfall of that for me is that once I get an idea it's really hard to get me off that oh, idea. okay gotcha That's so you don't And yet at
1: the same time, like, I've, I've seen you work with your organization a great deal and I know that you talk about this with other leaders often which is that idea of like this is the idea I put out there but you love to see how it resonates. Mm-hmm. That your original idea has not be have to be the very end right. but maybe you want it to have those tenants of it. Yeah. You don't want to give it up like, totally. A, yeah, yeah. It's
0: got to have some variation of that because mm-hmm. I spend a lot of time thinking through okay if this thing happens then X, Y, and Z will also happen mm-hmm. and so you know I spend a lot of time thinking about the contingencies of all of the plans that right. I come up with and so Oh, so I have to really check that though mm-hmm. Like I, I have to use the, what, the Google strategy of like making sure that I hear every voice in the room before mm-hmm. I, I make a decision and I have to be very cognizant of that so yeah. I'm going to ask so, you a big leadership question yeah. then
1: that we, that maybe this is the thing that we can help share with our leaders this year, which is, what do you do when there's a loud voice in the room? Like mm-hmm. what do you do when there's a, a stronger voice in the room and you don't want to dampen that voice but you want to make sure you hear the other ones do you kind of go around and ask for feedback or do you just kind of let it go
0: where it goes? what, what do you tend to do? So I think that's it's something that we talk about a lot here is figuring out what the hills you're gonna die mm-hmm. on are, right? Yeah. So if it's something that's kind of meaningless, I'm okay letting it do the thing and see if it if it fails or if it if we can succeed in that. Um, but as a good campaigner, I usually try to get people on my side. Yeah, you know, I try to like pull that back. Uh, we had something that happened on Friday mm-hmm. that there was it was something similar to that. Like, okay, so in the end, this might not be exactly what we all envisioned, mm-hmm. but if we think think about what this is, you know, it's, it's much greater than just this one. Little yeah. piece. Yeah.
1: I'm a big explainer in it, which is yeah. kind of funny. So like my, my leadership commander thing comes from like, I can see it, the discussion going down a path that I'm either uncomfortable because I don't feel like everybody's voice is being weighed in on the decision, or I'm uncomfortable because I feel like people aren't sharing enough information, Yeah, I'm a big, like, let's get all the information out there. Let's evaluate the situation we're in. And boy, have we done that during COVID more than anything else, right? Yeah. And then make yeah. the decision that echoes what our mission says we should be doing, right? So that that's kind of how it goes. And so I start to get, like, I'm going to explain this again for everybody, yeah. so we yeah. can get back there. And then I worry <laughs> if I'm being patronizing, because I don't want to be that. Yeah. And and I'll be honest, I've, I've twice in my life been kind of called out for being, pa- Because it's patronizing 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 patronizing. I've twice and not called out in a mean way neither time was it a mean way Um, one I was taken a little bit back because I I was literally not I was just trying to break things down step by step it was a technology issue and I was trying to do that and the person was like you don't have to to act like you know I'm five and you have to explain it to me again and I'm like well, I could tell it wasn't resonating, so yeah. I felt like I didn't yeah. have to explain it to you. No, yet. that's hard, but yeah, it's hard, you, you right? Wanna, and, if, and you, you know, what? have short
0: memories for things, and yeah. I, I learned that I am so incredibly passionate about what I do. That does not mean everybody else who's involved <laughs> in my True. organization, who's a volunteer, who is a staff, of whatever, believe and and want to be, uh, you know, aspire to be the person in every turn talking about what I do. Mm-hmm. Like that's, and I have to recognize that, and and yeah, we were at a at a um, a volunteer. Uh, I'm sorry at, at a um, fundraising event, and something happened, and I was like, "This isn't the way it was supposed to go." Mm-hmm. And someone said, "You just have to realize we're not all as passionate as you are." And I'm like, oh. "That's that's rough." But... I don't know how I feel about that, <laughs> you know. And I don't yeah, know
1: how I feel about that yeah. because, and I think I've talked about this before. So forgive me if I I'll confess that sometimes I repeat myself, right? But um, you know, you you and Derek both one time said to me like. You know, when you surround yourself with the people who are passionate about things, you feel that uplifting. Mm-hmm. The opposite's true then. Yeah. If you have people around you who aren't as passionate about what you are, then maybe they're not the friend to help with that. Or right. maybe they're the ones that you that you say, I'll see you on Tuesday because I'm busy with the thing I'm passionate about on Friday. Yeah. Instead of that, like, loose, they kind of want to help you out, but they're not really. Yeah. I bet you wish you kind of had somebody else standing with you there.
0: because Yeah, you know. and, and, and at the end of the day, um, is it Brene Brown gen hat maker kind of that vein of of people talk about how you should know who's in your group who Mm -hmm. who you go to when x thing happens and who you should go to when x thing happens because everybody in your your social network has a different way Mm -hmm. of handling and seeing things and so you know i know that if i need the like you know roughing up. I I know who I'm gonna go to. <laughs> you know who's gonna I do, know yeah. if I need the like sure. reassurance. I know who I'm going mm-hmm. to. You know, and, and it's so important to know know your audience, right? We say know yeah. your that audience. Know that your is the <laughs> 2021 theme of the Palmyra Theater Organization is know, know your, your audience, audience. Yeah. because you know there is there's
1: jokes land differently for different people yeah. and different stories resonate with different people and all of that's okay. But you need to know. Who you're talking to and what that audience is. You know, we're we're busy working on the case statement right now for, for a Karen Cover project. And I was thinking about that. I was like, okay, we have all these audiences and but it really goes into to a couple of different buckets and know your audience, know who you're talking to, yeah. or you're gonna waste a whole lot of time. Right. And it's just not gonna be good business. Yeah. And in the nonprofit land, we can't waste time. Right? Business. Business. Of
0: business. Business. We have Allie. This week's guest yeah. is absolutely amazing. Yeah. It's such an
1: incredible business owner, right? Yeah. I, I adore Allie. Yeah. Um, she literally owns the corner shop. Yeah. Right. Or you yeah. know, she runs she works that and she cooperates with others. So yeah. um, so Allie um, cooperates with Mount Gretna Brewery, who right. Allison Kleinfelder uh, was on during season one, all, yeah. all many seasons ago. Um, and a portion of their business then has um, Ancestor Coffee Shop built right into it. Yeah. So um Allie Allie Shirley gave us lots of good advice yes. and good actionables for um, our friends at home yeah. who uh, might want to be interested
0: in following their passion into a new business. Yeah, I mean, she's, for for being as young as she is, and, and you know, not in mm-hmm. a pejorative way, but she's, you know, younger and, and uh, talking about how she never thought she was going to be here mm-hmm. and, you know, kind of diving in. It's, yeah, it's a great interview, Clickers. I'm really excited to share Allie with you. Hey, Shiloh, how's it going? I'm doing great. How are you today? I'm doing great. Super excited for our interview today. Yeah, like this is like on brand central. 100%. And I'm a big Allie fan, so I'm excited. So (laughs) we're here. uh, We welcome Allie Stammel to the show. Mm -hmm. Um, Allie, hello. How are you today? I'm doing really well. How are you? Doing we're great. well. We're great. Excited um, to talk with you. It feels yeah. like we're sitting at the corner, you know, down yeah. at the bar yeah. having <laughs> a good time, right? So we we interviewed um, Allison Kleinfelter um, back in our first season. Mm-hmm. Um, so Allison and Allie have something in common, and I guess I'll let you go ahead and talk about that. Sure. Um, so we have a passion for
2: bringing in the community um, and I met Allison when my dad and I were starting our coffee roasting business. Mm-hmm. Um, so we actually got connected through the Allwines who own the Jigger Shop or used to own the Jigger Shop. Mm-hmm. Um, they knew that we were looking for a place to roast. And then they knew that um, Allison Kleinfelter was looking for a roaster for her general store at the um, – now it's Leeds Corner. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, that's how we got connected, and it's been great working with her and Brad ever since, and we're still there. Yeah, I was gonna say having, it's it's yeah. been neat to watch your relationship trying to yeah. change
1: over time. So, mm-hmm. um, when they originally opened uh, there at Leeds Corner, they have um they they have the the bar side of the house, but they also have the general store. And you mm-hmm. had you did your coffee roasting there, right? And so yes. can, you, can you tell us a little bit about mm-hmm. how sort of like how you started doing that? And there's been some incredible um yeah, expansion over. Yeah. Time time. time. So Mm -hmm. please, please share that with our listeners.
2: Yeah, (laughs) sure. So I went to school for psychology um, and I always loved coffee shops. I love that they create such great conversation and they bring people together. Um, So I just started thinking like if nothing mattered, what would I want to do? I was like, I want to run a coffee shop. (laughs) Oh, I was so naive back then. (laughs) Um, So I started working at coffee shops and I worked at um, Poor Richard's um, in Devon. It was close to where I went to school, um, Arcadia. And he was a coffee roaster. He was amazing. I respect him so much. And that's what got me into coffee roasting. And I realized the more I worked there, the... More, I would just like to get into the coffee roasting aspect, um, just because at that time in my life, I wanted a little more freedom in my life. Mm -hmm. And actually owning your own coffee shop is a lot to handle. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's how I got started. And my dad's like, yeah, let's do it. Mm -hmm. So we took a class together in Idaho um, at the Dietrich um, facility. That's the kind of roaster we have and that's kind of how we got started. And we got connected with the Kleinfelters and we had a place to roast. Mm-hmm.
0: Which amazing. was awesome. So I love that yeah. you got your start at Poor Richard's because that's a there's a an office nod in there. So I'm a huge uh, The Office fan. Mm-hmm. And Poor Richard's is the dive bar they go to. <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> that's so, right. It's meant to yeah, be. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's meant to be. Meant, meant to yeah, be. So. So, but <laughs> your, your
1: involvement there at Leeds Quarter has really developed from your days of roasting there. Yes. You now yeah. have, um, what I like to think of, a sort of like a satellite second second location for you of your business mm-hmm. because in between coffee roasting and what you have going on now there you opened Ancestor so tell us a little bit about okay. about Ancestor and how that's gone
2: it's going really well um it started actually with my dad and my brother so I was the roaster and then my brother Ryan um really wanted to open a shop so that was kind of their thing. And I was just helping to support since I had worked at coffee shops and I helped open, um, the red canoe general store. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and so we opened and it was hectic and crazy. And, um, Ryan's like, this is a lot more than I can handle. (laughs) So he kind of stepped back and is pursuing other things. And mm -hmm. I kind of stepped up and I, Mm -hmm. um, I, and you it's guys crazy. Have a full menu I mean mm-hmm. it is a full yeah. menu mm-hmm. of
1: sweet and savory crepes of all every coffee thing you'd, you would absolutely imagine you completely mm-hmm. fed into my chai with lavender flavor <laughs> like it's all your fault you know like this is a whole a whole thing um, but it, it's been really been quite a delight to watch you go from being a roaster to having mm-hmm. a, full, a full restaurant going on yeah. and then coming yeah. back full circle to the location where the red canoe is mm-hmm. and having there be ancestor there as well so you have the two locations now right
2: yes Mm -hmm. yeah yeah um it's honestly we love working with brad and allison like Mm -hmm. it's just been such a great transition and um I'm glad it's worked for both of us because we're really, really yeah. just thankful to be working with them. I was just going to yeah. say the
1: same thing. I think, you know, there's so many things that we're excited to talk with you about, Allie. But one of them, I think, is is the two of you were both being business owners, really looked at each other and said, here's a win-win. You know, I think they mm-hmm. really needed the help on the with the general store. It was just a lot that running a beer and mm-hmm. a coffee shop and all of that, you know, or a bar, a beer beer bu- brewing business and right. bar and yeah. coffee shop was mm-hmm. a lot and here you were successfully doing this and instead of saying like oh we need to compete for these
0: things, you work together to make it successful mm-hmm. you know yeah. and it really does seem to be yes. a win-win yeah you
1: know absolutely mm-hmm.
0: which is awesome yeah uh, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think sometimes you know we come from nonprofit world and, and that's kind of how we got mm-hmm. our start here and and I think sometimes you know when when you set out to do something, especially you know from my experience in the nonprofit world, you don't think about how many pieces, go into it, right? So as a nonprofit leader, I'm expected to be a lot of things. And some of them are not my skill sets. And you know, some of them are my skill sets and those are the things I want to focus on. But I have to, you know, there there is a bigger picture to all of us. So what was the underbelly like big ask of you like the thing that like was the hardest thing for you to like <laughs> I love you this. Know, like, I always yeah. love when you ask
1: you're so smart to ask this question yeah. I always love when you ask asking this is it's like not what was easy
0: for you what was yeah, the hard was one the, what, yeah. was the, what was the hard one because for me you know I'm I'm not an accountant mm-hmm. um you know I don't have a whole lot of experience in finance and that kind of thing so that's always been mm-hmm. the heavy lift for me so what's your heavy lift Allie I would say the hardest part
2: was the commitment. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I decided to coffee roast because I could get all my roasting done in the beginning of the week. I could go on vacation. I like I didn't have a set schedule. I loved the freedom of that. And then when I took on the coffee shop, it was like this whole huge other animal that I wasn't used to. I'm always on call. Um, Like I'm always in it. And I've learned a lot about balance in my life and I'm still learning. Mm -hmm. Um, But that was the biggest thing that I wasn't expecting, Mm -hmm. like just the full on commitment. Like if you want to succeed, you've got to be all in or it's just not going to work. yeah Yeah. and yet you still say
0: that with a smile yeah so So, which is is awesome (laughs) awesome. yeah it's really tough though because as an entrepreneur as a nonprofit leader I think we have a lot of similar things and and that Mm -hmm. is a tough part you know I worked a job where Mm -hmm. I got to 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 swipe out at the end of my shift and if the place burned down Mm -hmm. you know I would move along Mm -hmm. my email wasn't attached to my personal email Mm -hmm. I could literally go on Mm -hmm. vacation and forget the Mm -hmm. world existed and it's really hard when you're in it to win it all the time and and as you say the the balance we we I actually don't like that word here it's okay you're, you're allowed to use it, but we don't like that word because we just realized that there it's is never no, gonna happen like, like no. i hate
1: to be like the older one who tells you but it's a big fat lie it's never gonna happen so i can vividly remember my mom saying to me one time like i was probably like i don't know in my early 20s and i was like newly married and had a new baby and i had a full-time job and i was still in graduate school you know i had all these things and my mom was like she just looked at me and she goes i'm really sorry like my generation fought for you to be able to have all these things so that we could just overwhelm you yes. she was like i'm so sorry sorry, you're never going to have balance. And it was true. It's, it's yeah. true. So we've mm-hmm. given up, but maybe
2: you will achieve Yes. It. yes. We're and counting on you. You will tell <laughs> us your secrets. I like it. I do. So yeah, I haven't but- found the balance yet, but I'll mm-hmm. let you know. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a
0: work of progress. We were just
2: talking, and- too,
1: when, when the, you were saying you're always on call, you know, we were just talking and Shiloh was talking about someone who stopped by her house who had a question, you know, for the organization, and it happens. I had a, an, an executive board meeting this morning because Sunday worked, you know what I mean? Yep. And so like, wow. you make it work, mm-hmm. and now now, thankfully I love those people so having breakfast yeah. with them to have a meeting was not difficult you know yeah. what I mean at all but yeah. but it's it doesn't allow for that time and yeah. that peace but you really do seem to love and enjoy I've got to say every time I see you working in either ancestor and I seem to see you in both um, you seem really to enjoy it and you know you mentioned your family mm-hmm. and like I've met your mom I've met mm-hmm. your dad you know what I mean and I kind of <laughs> love it your dad and I had a great conversation about coffee beans and booze because he was like he saw my t-shirt one day and he was like oh. you know that's kind of like our thingy um, what's it like working yeah. with your family so so intimately on something that you love so much
2: I am so blessed because I get along with my parents really really well like it's absurd um I don't hear about many circumstances like that like mm-hmm. when I moved back from college um and we started the business like I was still living at home but like uh, working with my dad was my first business partner working with him on a business level kind of changed our relationship. So Mm -hmm. now we're more business partners, friends, and there's not as much the parent daughter. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's just been so cool. And we really work together well, and we all have different strengths that we bring, um, to the table and we are able to kind of, focus on everything because of those different strengths and there's so many things I overlook or don't want to deal with and my mom's great at dealing with those things or my dad knows so much more mm-hmm. um, so it's just it's so cool how it all came together. <laughs>
1: yeah it is Well, and they're so clearly very proud to work with you you know what I mean like I I was in one day to Ancestor there in Lebanon and, and, your, and your mom was like at a table and she had paperwork in front of her she was clearly doing some type of like accounting or something you know and I just said you know how I was like it's been so nice sissy see Allie like go for From from over there at the at Red Canoe, and now here we try to bounce back and forth between them, and um and she was just like you could tell how happy
0: and proud she was to work with you and and to see all that you're doing. So super cool, yeah, super cool, yeah. So you talked a little bit about how um you appreciated coffee shops for social capital, Mm -hmm. right? Because there (laughs) is you you gain something out of that. Um, what are the types of interactions you've seen? And now, of course, we can't go one stinking show without having to say during COVID, (laughs) Uh, right? I know, I was hoping
1: today would be the day, but it's not. It's not the day yet, but you
0: know, during, obviously COVID has really changed that, but what are some of the things that, that you like about that social capital? Like what are the things that you see happen and, you know, like kind Mm -hmm. of what, what drew you to that, I guess, in some ways? It just creates a more intimate atmosphere, um, that,
2: I mean, don't get me wrong, I love my wine, but like Mm -hmm just the quietness of a coffee shop just brings a whole different vibe and we just it's been really cool because I love when I like go in and like see people praying together or just talking intimately and I just it's really cool and I love getting to know all of our customers and being able to walk up to them and say hey like how is this going and just I love the relationship aspect Mm-hmm. And this, it. And it's so neat yeah. too
1: because it seems to really transcend generationally like yeah. I can say to my high schoolers like oh you have something to pick up with me? I'll meet you at the coffee shop and we can go through the script or I can say to a parent you know hey you know it was nice running into you at the coffee shop or my husband and I have spent a million hours you know, you know. <laughs> which is just nice to go you know especially if Mark had some time where he really he wasn't so he had just had surgery on his foot and he wasn't super mobile and the coffee shop was very doable for us so yeah. he felt like he could, could go, go out yeah. and he could do something and it was like our Sunday routine and when COVID mm-hmm. hit, it was really hard for us because we would literally go on Sunday, I would sit and do work, Mark would drink his coffee. Yeah. It was a part of our lives to see all of you. And then when that didn't happen, it was hard. Yeah, it, was it was really hard. hard. So well, but now yeah. we just get the crepes to go. I'm not I gonna know. lie to you. It's, so we, we go and um and, and especially if Aaron has a he's at L V C and if he has a day that he comes home in the morning, Mark the first thing Mark says is do you want me to go pick up crepes?
0: And we do <laughs> and, and we do that, you know, so it's
1: this part so even though we're not with you all the time, you're with yeah. us all the time. Yeah. So it's awesome. Yeah. Well I'm a, I'm
0: a super nerd and I've been working through a book about, um, you know, basically social capital and, and what, what spaces in the community create for us. And one of the things Mm -hmm. that the author talks about, um, is that, that actually Starbucks, uh, is one place that people will say is not approachable. Um, there's like a definite, like older people don't feel like that they can go there. Younger people don't feel like if they don't have money to spend or a lot of money to spend that they can't go it there. It becomes transient it for them. It becomes, mm-hmm. yeah, so they don't spend as much time. So because if you do look around like a Starbucks, mm-hmm. and I think that's something different that you have, that it's not that level of expectation and you don't, mm-hmm. you don't create that atmosphere. So have you worked hard to make that a reality, to make sure that people feel welcome? <laughs> (laughs) Um, and know that they if they have two dollars to spend that's okay it's really the idea and concept of just being open and available
2: Mm -hmm. yeah we've tried to as far as like prices and everything we've really tried to stay in an affordable range as far as like what we can manage as well um but as far as like decor we have some staff who are very strongly opinionated about (laughs) wanting to make it more like youthful and (laughs) contemporary and There's always a balance that we have to try and strike. Like you wanna make it warm and feel like home and welcoming, but you also kinda wanna give it a an upbeat vibe Mm -hmm. as well. It's it's a hard balance to strike. (laughs) I bet. I bet. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, but you've really achieved that you try hard. hard. I was gonna say you've achieved Mm -hmm. that. It is warm and when I think about you have
2: warm colored woods in there and beautiful brick Mm -hmm. pieces and things that, that are very welcoming. So the person in charge of our marketing, her name's Tiffany and she's been helping us kind of bridge that gap between generations and she just said that we need plants. So the past few weeks we've been going to Espen Shades and bringing plants in and I think it really has helped to balance between generations. And so that's mm-hmm. been cool to see. That's <laughs> great. And that, that yeah. purposeful
1: idea, I think, you know, it's, it's interesting because, um, you know, we, we do spend a lot of our time at coffee shops and places in mm-hmm. normal life. We, we really do. We do something called Ladies Who Lunch mm-hmm. and we get together and we actually accomplish a lot of our work for the nonprofits that we help. Um, if we have a community day coming and we do, we, we, we mix our social with our planning and doing. Um, but when we when we come in to your place, it's very clear that it's purposeful from your menu. To to the drink selections that you have and the specialties that you have, I'm always amazed with your menu because you clearly have made such a, a tie between the ingredients that you need, keeping them fresh. But you know, like I can tell the detail mm-hmm. that you've done of making sure that you have enough to offer, but that you're very thoughtful on what you have on hand. Um, you know, and it and it's something that like I don't know that everybody would expect that kind of level. I mean, even mm-hmm. making crepes. I, how did you go through the training to do such a thing? You know, <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> we just got this little tiny crepe maker at, you know, like a year and a half ago, he's kept it at my parents' house and we would come over a few times a week and like literally practice the technique Mm -hmm. and like the balance of ingredients. So that was a really cool part of the process was just Eating a lot of crepes.
1: <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. I bet, I bet. But yeah, the creativity so that goes into
2: that as well, you know, yeah.
1: which because mm-hmm. you you clearly seem to be yeah. someone who's very creative, and and I'm sure mm-hmm. that balances a little bit of the uh, nine to five or nine to nine that has to happen from that yeah. from from everything. Yeah.
0: I, I And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm always a little freaked out by restaurants who have too much of a menu. Yeah, it kills me. I'm like, like a, you can't possibly keep all that fresh. That, like that. Yeah. So I, I appreciate <laughs> the concise, less choices for me, mm-hmm. which is also helpful. But anyway, mm-hmm. so Allie, uh who are some people that you have looked to as mentors as you've kind of gone through this whole process of going from a psychology major to a Mm -hmm. business owner? That's a great question. (laughs) Um, So
2: I think my dad has been one of the most impactful people in my life. He's just such a great leader and he has so much humility. Um, He's taught me a lot in life about dedication and working hard and pursuing your passions and um so i have a lot a lot of my personality i think just comes from him like we're very we're very similar but he's just taught me so much um but also i'm glad you brought up allison kleinfelter um i should probably tell her this but i'm just so thankful for her mentorship mm-hmm. when i was working under her because she has such a passion for the community and bringing people together and um supporting like different organizations, but also like women in power and how to empower people. Like I just so appreciate her, um, her advice over the years and like her her take on how to run a business it was really eye-opening
1: yeah she's she's so mm-hmm. so incredible you yeah. know and she calls it i remember from her interview they call it the secret sauce like yes. when she gets making all the, the right sauce. people making yeah. the sauce mm-hmm. when she gets all the right people and i and, and what i always think about that i have to tell you i feel so spoiled that we have all these wonderful women we've talked to through the podcast because they they walk with me like every day of my life now and i feel yeah. and i remember her saying that for her she can feel it when she gets all of that incredible energy because she knows it's going to benefit the community then mm-hmm. and that that is mm-hmm. her goal and that is her piece and so to watch that happen firsthand I'm sure is extremely inspiring mm-hmm. you know and for your business yeah. as well yeah.
0: yeah so what are yeah. the plans for Ancestor like are we thinking like national landscape here like you know chains everywhere or
2: <laughs> maybe be be a not quite that expensive <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs>
0: okay all right ah, you know drink big right yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah um our goal is about five locations but we're gonna um They won't all be the same type of business. So we're looking to expand into a food truck or a stand at a farmer's market, just trying out different business models. Mm -hmm. Um, We're, yes, toying, probably first toying with the idea of a food truck, um, possibly doing events or like weddings, Mm -hmm. like that Mm -hmm. kind of thing. But definitely more locations. We're just really focusing on procedures right now because we need a solid foundation before we can replicate that yeah mm-hmm.
0: absolutely but yeah, the so wedding, wedding food mm-hmm. truck thing is like so, a big deal right now I wish now. that was a thing when yeah. I got married so 20 cool. years ago yeah I know like I, I wish, wish
1: that was, was a thing awesome. 21 years ago now 20, yeah
0: yeah.
1: I know <laughs> my marriage can drink yeah. <laughs> yeah absolutely but yeah you know it's, it's so amazing to hear you say you know you were a psychology major and you really got into roasting to kind of keep your life open and here you are now talking mm-hmm. about having five locations and sort of the total opposite of that but what joy it's brought to you so are you surprised mm-hmm. by that? Are you like like if you went back to talk to Allie of eight years ago? Would Allie eight years ago shake her head and say, "There's no way,"
2: you know? Oh yeah, <laughs> I yeah I I don't I'm I'm so happy with where I'm at and I feel like this is where I'm supposed to be right now. But I like never wanted this for myself. <laughs> <laughs> but I just yeah I really feel like this is where I'm supposed to be and where I've been led. Um, But it's just so funny how life just happens. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I was going to go to grad school for special education, and that's where I was headed um, when Ancestor opened, and Mm -hmm. then it's just kind of different things fell into place.
1: Yeah. yeah. Where does the name Ancestor come from?
2: So, that was actually from my brother. So, um, in the 1700s, that's when coffee shops kind of started, and it was supposed to be a place for like creative thinking and free thought and like debate and conversation and so he kind of um he wanted to bring that back and so it's kind of an ode to the original ancestral coffee shops mm-hmm. um so that's why he decided to call it ancestor very mm-hmm.
0: cool that's very cool, cool. yeah Setting things into motion there yeah that's awesome that's awesome mm-hmm. So, Ali, I'm interested to know um, your process for, like, bean selection without, like, mm-hmm. giving away too much. Right. right. Because, like, I don't know what the, like, proprietary... <laughs> My friend like, Dave will be yeah, very interested yeah, yeah. in this conversation. Yeah. yeah. So, like, mm-hmm. what's, what's that look like from, you know, a, a business standpoint? Like, I like coffee, but I have no idea, like, how to source beans or, like, how mm-hmm. that whole process would work. So... How do you talk about that? What's your elevator pitch for that? Because I'm sure, like I said, you don't want to give away <laughs> too many secrets.
2: <laughs> so what we go for is variety, um, both variety of location, but also variety of um, like flavor profiles and how we roast it. Um, so we don't want to have all medium and all dark because beans are roasted. We're trying to bring out the best of each bean. And to do that, we they we're roasting them medium and dark um sometimes a little lighter to see like what brings out the best in each bean and so we also want to make sure we have a balance of dark and medium Mm -hmm. um so we go through a broker right now in new york um it's called royal coffee and so i just kind of look on their offering sheet and see what different flavors um and when i say flavor i mean like it's kind of like when you talk about wine like the natural flavors Mm -hmm. um it's the same with coffee so we're just going for a variety um we do have one farm in guatemala that we're connected with right now and we're gonna start um direct sourcing from them so that's like that was our original goal mm. so we're hoping to get all direct trade coffees which would be great because you're supporting the farmer directly
0: there's no mm-hmm. third party yeah um so that's what we're going for so is that what what is called what would be considered a single origin coffee then is that is that when you talk about it that way that it goes direct single. from? Okay, go ahead. Sorry, I don't know. What that, I that's was just okay. wondering if that's um, what that meant. Like you're not going through a third party; you're actually going through like direct farmer. But
2: yep, so that's called direct trade. Mm-hmm. Okay, is that relationship with directly with the farmer? Um, single origin just means it's not a blend. So you're getting it from one location, and you're kind of like celebrating or highlighting mm-hmm. the flavor profile of that one farm or that one.
0: Like town a or whatever. It yeah. only
1: comes from right. that one
0: place. One place. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah.
1: That's all I know about wine. I just spent <laughs> it right now. <laughs>
0: that's all I got. That's all you got. Uh, absolutely. Oh, but I know should. more about
1: coffee because yeah. even though we all know I don't drink any caffeine, yeah. I drink a lot of coffee and yeah. I drink a lot of decaf coffee.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Well, that's absolutely. awesome. So, yeah, I guess that makes sense that, yeah, you're you're eliminating a third person who would mm-hmm. get commission or, or mm-hmm. you know, kind of money off the top. So that's awesome. I'm yeah, sure that really impacts cool. farmers in, in oh my gosh, much yeah. greater ways. Which is cool. So, mm-hmm. how did you get a relationship with uh, someone in Guatemala? So, it's actually the farm
2: is was taken over and is now run by a family who used to live in Lebanon. Um, they oh. now live in Guatemala, so they run the farm, but they hire all the pe- like all the people from the village mm-hmm. or the workers. So they're just kind of supporting the community by running the farm.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. That's so they don't so really neat. do it My for profit. Life. Yeah. That's amazing. Well,
2: and then I hope you get to go yeah. visit the farm. That would be incredible, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Well, mm-hmm. we were gonna go, and then COVID happened. So I know, <laughs> Allie, we're <Yeah>. also <laughs> over it. I mean, I will be as safe
1: as I have to be to keep everybody safe that I possibly can. But I want to travel, mm-hmm. and I want to go, yeah. and I hope I hope you get to do so soon. That's amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. so you. being as young as you are, being such a successful entrepreneur in our area, what's some advice that you would have for other people who maybe are like, this is not what I thought I would be doing, but now I'm found a passion for something, you know, what would like your be your advice be for someone?
2: Oh, gosh. Um, my biggest piece of advice is like, make sure you are sure (laughs) if any part of you is doubting whatsoever, because owning a business becomes your whole life. And it and I, I don't say this to dissuade people, but it really brings out the worst in you. And it can like it can bring out your insecurities and all of your faults. And like, it can rear Mm -hmm. its ugly head and like make you someone you don't want to be. And you have to struggle against that. And, um, so as a business owner, like I've really, struggled with that mm-hmm, sure. it sounds like
0: but 14 years of marriage guys. it does <laughs> yeah. 14, 14 years yeah. now
1: it, it sounds like all of the relationships it, and quite honestly yeah. it sounds like all the things that are meaningful in our lives right mm-hmm. like if you are That's passionate right. and you yeah. love something it, you're gonna love it and want to be such a
2: strong part of it
1: then mm-hmm. you're it's not mm-hmm. always gonna bring out the best in you because yeah. you care so much yeah.
2: yeah yeah absolutely yeah and I would say Right along with that, like keep your why in mind. Like, mm-hmm. why am I doing this? Why is this important to me or important to other people? Because that will keep you going forward, and it will keep your eye on what's important. And like, perspective is huge as well. Mm-hmm. So just yeah, yeah. Just yeah. be be sure and try to be in a Do you good have place. <laughs> yeah. uh,
0: what, what, who is it, Simon? uh Oh shoot, what's his last name? Cynic, right? Simon said he's the the TED Talk, uh Know Your Why. Mm. Do you, have you ever watched that? Oh Allie? no, but I okay. should. Yeah. I was gonna say, I didn't know if you yeah. had that on like loop mm-hmm. in your house. Like, yeah. Know listening. your why. <laughs> but it's true. You know, why know
1: why you're doing it mm. so that you don't lose your path in that. Yeah. Oh. Well yeah. thanks, Allie. I appreciate that. And I think mm-hmm. others will appreciate yeah. the great advice yeah. as well. That's awesome. So, yeah.
0: Definitely. Well, it's been a delight, Allie, mm-hmm. to have you um, with us here on Coffee, Beans, and Booze. Um, as we say about everybody, we could talk to you for a very long time and, mm-hmm. and get all those nuggets <laughs> of information you have. At, you know, you're so wise beyond your years, for sure. So thank you for spending time with us. But before we go, Absolutely. we have three questions. We have three questions. And okay. the first one, we have high, we have
1: big expectations yeah, on this yeah. first one. So the first one is mine because I represent the coffee beans in this relationship, um, but not as much as you do. So what we're wondering is, what is your favorite coffee beverage?
2: I love just black coffee, but I love it made in a Chemex. So it's a kind of um, pour over method and it just brings out such great qualities in coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, like you can really taste those subtle flavor notes. And so I. My husband and I—it's we call it Chemex Sunday, and it's what we do on Sunday mornings. We pull out our Chemex and uh, yeah. That's that's so, awesome. yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's
0: awesome. Awesome, fantastic.
1: All right. Well, question number two is Shila's, yes. equally important and much more fun. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so we
0: want to know what's your favorite adult beverage.
2: I love. There are a few things that are as wonderful as a really good glass of red wine. Uh, <laughs> it's just yeah. Yeah. like mm-hmm. a yeah, like a full-bodied oh yeah it's good i love red wine well when we can
1: get back together again here when covid times get get better then we will definitely have to get a box we will (laughs) 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 although we've had some good times over a box so i don't i don't point fingers absolutely yeah well our third and our final question is by far our absolute favorite um of every guest um that we ever have so shyla go ahead yeah so we want to know Allie, what's your passion
2: Oh, that's a good question. I've had a lot of self-reflection over the past week. Um, and I was thinking about that exact thing. I actually really love um, hearing about others, other people's passions and being able to support them in that. Um, so what we started doing at Ancestor is figuring out what our employees want to pursue and helping them to pursue that further or support them in any way we can. So we have one of our... Um, yeah, one of our employees is an artist. And so we have all of her stuff on the wall and we post about it and she'll be at the brewery soon. I think she's yeah. going to hang up some stuff there as well. Um, and then our other employees, a baker. And so we had her create little business um, like little business cards and she puts them out with her baked goods. And so just trying to support people and what they love to do
0: that's awesome it's it's one yeah. of our major tenants here at coffee beans and booze Jasmine and I just never believe that there isn't enough room at the table for everyone mm-hmm. and even if you are mm-hmm. doing a similar passion or it kind of bleeds into what you're doing there's room at the table for everyone and mm-hmm. we should support everyone and in all of that. their life so, the whole yeah.
1: being of a person yeah. and, and you know knowing mm-hmm. that they can come to work and share their passion with you and mm-hmm. you can appreciate all of them um, you know is so wonderful I think life can become so much of a transaction of what can I do for you and what can you do for me yeah. and what is my work that I do here and you know looking at the mm-hmm. whole person and supporting that passion in each other can be addictive so yeah. thank you Great. so much yeah. thank you yeah thanks for Ohio. having me yeah. thanks for listening i'm Shyla. and i'm jasmine and we're thriving in a small town
0: it's caffeinated jasmine and drunk Shyla. it's time for coffee and booze
2: clink